0: And now enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on, my little son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. everybody and welcome to Lupa's bits. I am your host Lupa and this is episode 103 take two <laughs> because I did actually record um, episode 103 last week and it was about an hour and a half long. and when I spun it down and I sent it over to Dave to work his you know editorial magic, there were only, there was only about 45 minutes of it and it cut it off in the middle of a story. So it was a rough week for me, and it was a rough um, podcast for me. So I just said, you know what, screw it. Don't put it out. I'm not going back in and continuing on and adding the rest of it in. Just forget it. Uh, We'll just do it this week. So here we are 103 take two. Um, Quite a few things. The hell? Apparently I'm I'm not only have my live studio audience, but um all of a sudden there are things falling or making noise or wandering around in my apartment. Um I'm not getting up to go and investigate. This could be, you know, my last podcast. <laughs> my door's locked, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure my door is locked. Um did I go out today? I don't remember if I went out today. Yes, I did go out today. I will tell you what I got when I went out today. Okay, so I have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Actually, I have a lot of housekeeping because a lot is going on. Um, The company hasn't put out any press releases because uh, we just catch our breath and go to formulate a press release, and something else happens. So... Um, I can tell you that as of the recording of this podcast, um, we do know who the winner of the 2022 OCC is. I can't tell you. We're waiting for the announcement. But I I think, okay, I think I know, Um, I was just told that... The OCC committee, um, Jay and Walter, and of course Dave, knows who the winner is. I'm pretty sure I know who the winner is, but um, I'm not going to speculate, just in case I'm wrong. Um, But yeah, so we're just waiting for the announcement, but the winner has been chosen, so yay. Um, You may have noticed or you may not have all depends on how closely you follow our Instagram. Cause we have a few one in particular, uh, by the name of new wave, new wave comics to be exact. Uh, we were going strong with new wave comics. Things were happening. Um, we had several comics that, um, things that actually moved fairly quickly with them and we were just waiting for distribution and we had another one um had to do with a sorority and had to do with some slaughtering that's that's i can't say it any other way but that way and i will explain to you why so new wave comics um belonged Originally, way back, like way back, um, we're talking like high school, two decades, 20 years, 30 years, 30 years ago, originally belonged to, was the brainchild of Dave's brother, Randy. And then he just kind of, like he does with a lot of things that he does, kind of went and, you know, went about his way. I am not, I've met him. I know him to a point. um, When I think of him, I think crackhead. (laughs) It's just, and that is my personal opinion. That is not the opinion of the company. I'm just throwing that out there. Remember the opinions expressed on this show are mine and mine alone. And do not reflect the opinions or the professional public display and and opinions of the company. Anyway, crackhead. So, um, and I mean, if you've listened to the podcast he was on Shooting Straight, you know he was a crackhead. So I'm not making this up. Anyway, um, it was forgotten about and Dave revamped it and we were putting together Dave's mentor, Terry and um, his best friend, Alan and Dave himself actually took an idea that Randy had made it into a great comic, turned it into this really cool adult comic. So we were kind of revamping that and we were going to come out with that. And um, the artwork was stellar. So Dave being Dave, and being very big on the love of family, thought, hey, I'm going to show my brother the incredible artwork on his idea. And then a few days later, we got a cease and desist letter from a lawyer saying that uh, Mr. Lofgren wanted his company back, he wanted his his ideas back, like his comics back, and. This, that, and everything else. And basically what it boils down to is all he has rights to, all he really created was names. That's it. He created New Wave. He created Sorority Slaughters. He created a bunch of other titles. But that's it. He just created the names. So um, we came back with an offer and um, he decided he was going to be ridiculous in my opinion it it was a ridiculous counter offer um words are not worth that much Stephen King's words aren't even worth a Stephen King title isn't even worth that just saying and we said okay you know what no you can have new wave you can have all the titles to what you came up with they're yours go have fun so We were going to rebrand under a new um, brand name. And then, I don't know, a light went on in Dave's head. (laughs) Basically, why go through all of this difficulty? Why make it more difficult than it is? Why have to file a new DBA, pay out all this money? Why do all of this and create a new brand when we have a perfectly good comic division to begin with? We have Dark Myth Comics. Why not just take what we were doing over there and move it to Dark Myth Comics? Now, some of the artists that were with New Wave have decided to um, go their separate directions. And um, we wish them all the best. And they're going to take their comics and publish elsewhere, which is perfectly fine. You know... No hard feelings. Business is business. You go do what you're going to do. Um, As far as I know, the managing editor is no longer with us. Um, He has decided that he is going to go and do his own thing and all the power to you. You know. Best of luck. So we are going to take our ideas our artwork our storylines and they're all going to be published under dark myth comics which is where they should have been published in the first place but you know that's just me <laughs> i am but one voice on a board of directors and although most of the time when i am feel very strongly about my my um idea or my my opinion i'm probably one of the loudest voices <laughs> Board of directors. I'm the only girl. I kind of have to be. You know, I'm the only girl with three guys. So I kind of have to be. I kinda have to be the loudest voice. Now. So I kind of have to be the loudest voice. Now, if we had more guys, then there would be another girl. But it's just me and three guys. So anyway, Um, and they're rowdy. So I got to kind of keep them in line. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're going to do we're going to put those out under um, Dark Myth Comics. We're going to have the regular American Smash and all of those. We're going to have an adult comic division, which I am really excited about because I actually um, I kind of. I got a stake in that game. (laughs) Yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a dog in that hunt. So, (laughs) um, I'm, I'm trying my hand at something I've never done before. Uh, and it's actually turning out fairly well. Um, yeah. So that's going to be fun. So look for higher learning will be coming out next year. I believe maybe sooner. It all depends. But, yeah, Higher Learning is going – is is it's actually a really good story. It's an adult comic. I will put that out there right now. Um, there are things in that adult comic right out there on Front Street. You, you can't mistake what's happening. Uh, but it's a really good storyline, and I pretty much have the next five books planned out, what's going to happen in each – yes, I am writing – some of them. So, okay, I'm writing the next five. I'm being glared at by my live studio audience. So, I am writing uh, Higher Learning. The, I didn't write the first issue, but I am taking that storyline and I am writing the rest of the series. It's going to be a six-issue series and I'm writing the next five. So, yeah, I already know what's going to happen. I know what's going on. I know who the killer is. And I know why he's the killer. So, you know. I'm not telling. Um, So that's been going on. So we have the OCC winner. We have the uh, rise, fall, and rebirth (laughs) of what used to be New Wave and has now been moved over to Dark Myth. Um, We have the the trash kind of took themselves out, you know. Meaning, by, by getting rid of New Wave, giving it back to Randy, we are done with him in every way, shape, or form. We don't ever have to worry about him. <laughs> Good riddance to bad rubbish. Um, yeah, so we no longer... Everything that... There are no more surprises, basically. Everything that is under the Jazmin Dark Myth umbrella is property of the Jazmin Dark Myth Company. No ifs, ands or buts about it. Speaking of buts, <laughs> I have seen um, the inking for the next issue, next two issues of American Smash, and uh, you guys are going to get a kick out of it. I'm just telling you that if you are in. To uh, cheesy adult um, Gen X kind of humor, you're gonna love American Smash because that's what it is. It is guy humor, and I grew up as a tomboy. I grew up hanging out with guys, so I get guy humor. I love it. I it's it's it's. I don't know how to put this without. Um, Okay, I'll get there. <laughs> My live studio audience is like, see this, see this, see this. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Stop. I'm getting there. Um, it is total college locker room, just the guys sitting around kind of humor. And I've always been one of the guys. So I get that kind of humor. And a lot of times I'm the one um, spouting off that kind of humor. I fit in with a group of guys really, really well. And a lot of times they forget I'm a girl. So juvenile male humor. Thank you. That's what I was, that's what I was trying to think. Juvenile male humor. Okay. Every time you hear a ding, that is my live studio audience. Um, because he's not in my ear tonight. My ears are bugging me. So anyway, American smash is finally in full production. Like it gets penciled and then it gets inked. And then as soon as it's inked, before Dave's even had a chance to completely appreciate the inking, he's getting the colored pages. So yeah, it things like all of a sudden it's like, Holy crap. Like I said, we just take a breath and then something else happens. So um, we also, uh, so that's new wave. No longer done gone. Signing writing. Dave's writing. He is writing issues for American smash. And what else are you writing? He also has to finish through the eyes of madness so that I can edit it so that it can come out this year. Um, I, I will be there in November. So if I have to duct tape him to a chair and deprive him of his, you know, luxuries and pleasures until he finishes that story, then that is what I will do. (laughs) Anyway, because I want to know who the killer is. I want to know who the gray eyed man is. I need, I need the rest of the story. I need it. And he doesn't seem to understand that. I thought so. He just mouthed it to me and he doesn't think I could read what he said. I'm pretty sure. I think I think I don't know. Now see now he's got me questioning. Um anyway, I I need the rest of this. I need closure. I need it. I need it. <laughs> so um I need a lot of things, but I really need that. Oh, let's see what else has happened. Um Mythmark we had a ton of shirts, well, not a ton, but we had like three or four shirts launch this week on MythMart. Mart. Um, one I am particularly, I'm, I'm fond of all of them because I created all of them, but <laughs> one I'm particularly fond of and it arrived today. And If you go to my Facebook, you can see it. If you go to my Instagram, you can see it. If you go to TikTok, you can see it. And it's the shirt that I designed that says, be the kind friend and don't lick shit. And y'all know, if you've listened to my podcast long enough since COVID, y'all know my catchphrase at the end of the show is, and don't lick shit. See ya. Now, the shirt doesn't have the see ya on it, but it has the don't lick shit. That's, that's my tagline. It's on the shirt. And it came today. It looks great. It's done in my favorite colors. I did it in purple, different shades of purples. And then on the back it says "Carry on 100 episodes" um, because it was to celebrate my 100th episode of Lupa's Bits, and it's great. I put it on today, and like you can tell that it was freshly printed because it still smells like it was freshly printed. Um, It's they do a screen a screen screen printing, I think it's called. It's not like a stamp. It's not like a a cricket sticker thing on it. Um, it's actually, the material is dyed, so it lasts, but it has that vinegary smell to it. So I've got to wash it before I can wear it, but I put it on just to try it on. And so I could take pictures of it to show you guys. Cause I absolutely, and it's really funny too, because I went to the post office wearing my Lupus Bits shirt, the original Lupus Bits shirt with the one with my face on it. I went to the post office wearing that shirt and picked up my new shirt. <laughs> so, I'm in the car with both my shirts. <laughs> I'm like, Look at it. I got both my shirts. So, I'm actually I'm really pleased about it. But there are other shirts on there too. Uh there's a World of Myth magazine one that says, uh be the person you were too lazy to be yesterday. Uh there's one that I did specifically for Walter because Walter loves cats and it's a cat with a box and a mouse and it says it's a trap. Um there's one for Um, autism awareness, and a portion of the sale of those shirts are going to go to autism research. So, um, yeah, surprise, I forgot to tell you that. (laughs) My live studio audience is just finding out now. Um, Yeah, a portion of those shirts, the sale of those shirts is going to go towards autism research uh, because we both are affected by um, autism in a loved one. Me, I have two. I have my grandson, and then I have Dave's son, who I love them both tremendously, and I watch both of them struggle with their various levels of autism. So yeah, as much research as they can possibly do into it would be great. So if you buy one of those shirts, you are donating and helping support autism research and awareness. And then there's... um. I don't remember. Anyway, there's a few new shirts over at mythmart.com. So you got to go over there and check it out. You know, www.mythmart.com. Click apparel and boom, there they are. Uh, We also um, finished yesterday and it's been sent to the printer, our catalogs. We now have a catalog. So if you want to be on the mailing list for the catalog, You can get a hold of me at um, the magazine email, or you can get a hold of me at Stephanie J. Barty at jazomondarkmyth.com. And we will put you, email me your mailing address and we will send you a catalog. And you can have a look through the catalog. And then uh, once you have the main catalog, and you're on the mailing list, then basically what it'll be after that will be like inserts, like a page when we have new stuff come out, we will send you a flyer with the new stuff. So there you go. Um, The Mythcateers boxes are coming along. We're still working out the um, cost efficiency for the box design because we want to keep it as affordable as possible. And surprisingly enough the actual box itself is becoming a pain in the butt so that is still moving forward we are still doing that so as soon as we have that sorted we will be getting up the um, pricing and membership for that speaking of membership did you know did you know that if you purchase a membership for MythMart? for a measly 2 dollars and 50 cents a month you get free shipping if you buy a 1 year membership which is 25 bucks that's it 25 bucks you get free shipping which means when a new shirt comes out and you want a new shirt and you see that shirt you buy that shirt you get it free sh- you get it shipped for free and that includes outside of the continental US right he's begrudgingly nodding yes it does (laughs) so if you buy a $25 year membership that's $2.50 a month but if you figure it out that's only 10 months you get two months free so you get two months free membership and free shipping and handling on anything that you purchase and you get a 10% discount I also believe you also get a 10% discount with your membership um, I could be wrong on the discount, but I'm pretty sure you do get a ten percent discount so yeah it's it's worthwhile because we always have new books coming out we and I know shipping for a lot of people outside of the United States is an issue. Buy a membership, then you can get those books you can get those listographs, you can get the shirts you can get the myth box when it comes out um you can get there'll be more swag coming out like Okay. <laughs> Weird banging things happening over there. I don't know if I'm sleeping in my room tonight. I might just be sleeping on the love seat right here. It's a good thing I'm short. With all the lights on, every light, all the lights in the apartment will be on. <laughs> like everyone. Um, so yeah, $25 for the entire year. One payment, 25 bucks Gets you a membership to MythMart. And trust me. As somebody who lives outside of the United States, it is worth every penny. Worth every penny. And it's only $2.50 a month. If you get a year, you get two months free. So I'm telling you, mythmart.com. You might not use it today. You might not use it tomorrow, but Christmas is coming. Your friend's new book is going to be coming out. I'm telling you. 25 bucks a month. It's not that expensive. it's really not and it's worth it and you're supporting the authors that we have. you're supporting the artists that we have. you're helping support um, the world of myth magazine because we put that magazine out for free. We don't pay our our contributors. they contribute all their work for free. We put that magazine out for free but we still have to pay for the internet server to host that magazine. We still have to pay for the web service to put up the banners and put up the ads and the links. And we still have to pay for the work done on that magazine. So, you know, by buying a membership at MythMart, you're helping basically to keep the lights on for the free magazine, for. Um, Our OCC, we don't charge you to enter the OCC. You enter that for free. That is a free contest. We don't charge you to publish your book if you win the OCC. So when you buy a membership at MythMart, when you buy things through MythMart, like books or shirts or lithographs, you're helping support all of these other things that our company does so yeah I'll get off my soapbox now (laughs) I didn't realize I was preaching I'll get off my soapbox now so yeah um I know 25 bucks doesn't seem like enough I know you're probably thinking well if I get a year membership I might use it once or twice but if you go to the magazine every month and you read the stories if I, I don't know he pointed to me he pointed to himself and he nodded Um, If you go to the magazine every month and you read the stories and you enjoy the artwork and you enjoy the stories on the magazine, if you listen to the podcasts on our network that we offer for free, if you um, have entered the OCC, if you've won the OCC, if any of these things if you've had any interaction or um, advice or anything, if you've had your book published through Dark Myth Publications, that $25 that you will spend for a Myth MythMart membership, wow, that's a tongue twister, for a Myth Mart membership isn't very much. And it supports all those other things. And I would suggest... That if you're going to get a MythMart membership, you do it this year because the way things are going with inflation and everything else, more than likely the price is going to go up next year. So I wouldn't wait. So And I would appreciate it from the bottom of my little podcasting, little editing heart if you did go and get a membership. So anyway... Uh, speaking of podcasting, I want to congratulate Tim Law on his stellar first episode as co-host, well, host um, of The World of Myth Bits. He did an incredible job straight out the gate. Um I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now. I have a lot of episodes under my belt and I have never done one where there hasn't been dead air. And I'm not exactly sure how he pulled it off, but he did an entire episode without any dead air, without a whole lot of ums and 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 grasping for words like I am right now. (laughs) You know, he I don't know if he wrote notes down or what. But it was a very professional, very well done, very well articulated um, episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to say I am a huge fan of the accent, Tim. I really, really am. Um, I love your accent. It's it's one of the highlights for me now to listen to your podcast is to listen to your accent. So, um Yes, I have a boyfriend. I love him dearly, but yet I'm crushing on your accent a little bit. (laughs) And Dave knows I am a sucker for an accent. That's just how it is. So, but yeah, he did an amazing job. He asked some very thought-provoking questions, which he has actually gotten reader response from or listener responses from. So um, I would listen to his next episode. I'm sure. He's going to be addressing those responses that he got. And um, yeah, well done, Tim. Welcome. Welcome to the podcasting family. (laughs) You're in, dude. You did such a great job your first time out. We're not letting you go now. (laughs) Uh, The newsletter will be coming out next week. Um, I wanted to get a couple under the belt so that we have them um it was supposed to come out with the magazine but like i said that was a crazy week for me so it will be coming out next week uh so look for that and i think i think i am finally done with holy crap half an hour's worth of housekeeping i think i'm finally done with housekeeping good grief when i asked is there any housekeeping He gave me like three things I could talk about. And I just kept thinking of more things that I could talk about. So I don't think I missed anything, did I? No, I didn't miss anything. So, yeah, that's housekeeping. Um, No, there was something else I was going to say. I don't remember what it was now. So, okay. So what happened with the original 103 episode? I have 45 minutes of it. Um, That is all that I have is 45 minutes of it. It was kind of a, it started out as a tribute to my, to my dad. The 21st was the 14th anniversary of his passing. And as I'm sure you've heard me tell the stories before the week leading up to that day and that day are generally really hard for me because even though it's been 14 years, those memories are still very raw, very fresh. And I have not, it was one subject I would not touch on with my therapist. Um, It was one subject I didn't feel like I needed to. Um, But It was the the episode was kind of a tribute to him, what I did on that day to honor him. And then I kind of went into some more memories of past things that I had done, fests, cold feet, fires, and the whole nine yards. And I'm thinking that maybe it was more of an episode of catharsis for me than it was an episode that needed to be listened to by you guys. I think it was more of a, a working through and a therapeutic um, episode for me to kind of talk about what I was feeling and how I was dealing than it was to be shared with the general public. So I'm sorry that you guys didn't get to hear that first one, uh, the original 103. Uh, It was a good episode. (laughs) It really was. I I kind of, I was kind of bummed that only half of it downloaded, but uh, it is what it is. Um, Some things are just not meant to be shared. And I didn't do that episode alone. Obviously, I don't ever do any of my episodes alone. I always have, usually, usually have my live studio audience. Uh, and he was there with me, of course, he was there with me all day. And, um, my sister, Crystal kept popping in and out because we, as a family, my biological sister, my brother, my mother, and I, I think we kind of all went our separate ways that day. Now, my mom was with my sister because they did actually hold my niece's birthday party that day. Um, her birthday was actually the next day. So my mom and my aunt and my sister were together and I was home by myself and my brother was off doing his thing with his family. So I just kind of spent the day remembering and I watched Backdraft because I'm an idiot. (laughs) I thought, yeah, great movie. It's all about firemen. And, you know, I forgot about the whole funeral procession scene at the end. but. In that scene I did um have a really good cry and you know kind of had my little conversation with my dad that I have every year um and I go I run the gamut of emotion I'm angry and I'm sad and I'm in denial and all of that all of the the five emotions and then I'm over it then then I'm good the next day I'm I'm like nothing's happened you know, carry on, life as usual. But yeah, when I I spun the the episode down, I named it, I did the write up for it, sent it over to Dave, and then I didn't think another thing about it. And then on the Thursday, I think it was the Thursday. Was it Wednesday? Might have been the Wednesday, because I actually did it on time too. I did it on Tuesday, like I always do, like I'm supposed to. Um. On the Wednesday or Thursday, whenever, whenever he went to go and edit it, he messaged me. And he's like, uh, babe, there's only 45 minutes. It didn't all download. I'm like, wait, what? So I went and checked my file. And sure enough, there was only 45 minutes. I don't understand how there was only 45 minutes. Um, like, why it stopped recording after 45 minutes. So, and needless to say, this week I am keeping a very close eye on my recording program to make sure that it doesn't stop after 45 minutes. We <laughs> got about 10 minutes and we'll see. So, um, so yeah, that was, I, I was just, I was so frustrated. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to go and, finish it. Like all I would really have had to have done is finish the story I was telling and sign off. But I just, I was so frustrated and I was just so, I was still very emotionally raw by that point in time that I just, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. We'll just, we'll skip this week. I will explain next week what happened. So I'm explaining it to you and we'll just, we'll go from there. And I still have it sitting in there. Like this is going to be one Oh three time. Take two. Um, it's going to have the same title. Take two. (laughs) And I probably will hang on to, um, one Oh three because it does have some, um, memories in it too. And I mean, I did record it, so, you know, it is what it is, but, um, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to get to hear it. Oh, I have a blooper reel too, by the way, I've started a blooper reel. Um, that was something else that I did last week too, was I decided every time I screw up, like when I stop at the begin, especially at the beginning, when I am doing my opening, I always mess up my opening. Actually, I'm getting really, really a lot. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm getting, this is for the blooper reel. I'm getting um a lot better at doing my opening. Like before, I used to have to psych myself up and I'd be like, okay, whew, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And then I would have to like whew, deep breath and then just go in. And a lot of times I screw it up and I'd have to start over. And now it's like I press record and boom, I go right into it. And that has only just started happening, I think, the last maybe five to six episodes um that I haven't had to give myself the pep talk that I haven't got the uh whole conservatory of butterflies in my stomach um <laughs> so yeah tim it'll take you about um 186 episodes before those butterflies will dissipate and you won't feel like throwing up before every episode um, because that's just starting to fade for me now, and I did 93 episodes on uh, the world of myth bits. and I've done obviously technically 104 episodes, but 103 episodes of Lupa's Bits, and I still get nervous. I still have that panic. Um, what what am I going to talk about? What if I have nothing to say? Which I think now is safe to say that I will always have something to say. Um, it's been 196 episodes of podcasting, and that's not to, to not even including the interviews that I've done and the guest appearances that I've done on other podcasts. So it's probably closer to 200 episodes of. Podcasting that I've done, and um, I still have that moment of panic where it's like, "What am I going to say?" And there'll be some weeks where it'll be Tuesday night, and I will be like, "Okay, I have to podcast. I just, I, I can't. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm going to say. I can't. I can't." And I will make up some, like, "I'm tired." Or I have a headache. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. I am tired. And sometimes I do have a headache. But, like, the weeks that I have, like, that sense of panic, and it's it's kind of like, I, I, I can't do this tonight. I can't. I'm freaking out here. I will tell Dave. Like, I'm – I, I'm, I can't, it's too late. I can't do it now. It's too late tonight. Because <laughs> I just can't bring myself to do it. As so I'm like, oh, I got nothing to say. What am I going to talk about? I have nothing to talk about. Which – I should know better. I have been a talker since I was a child. My grandmother used to call me Gabby Hayes. My grandfather used to say that I could talk the hind leg off a donkey. And my aunt used to tell me that I could talk a nun to drink. So talking has never been really an issue for me. I've always been able to find something to talk about, whether it's um, writing, whether it's some movie that I saw, whether it's a book that I read or a song that I heard of, or just the ability to be able to talk. I can find something to talk about. That is that I'm beginning to realize that that is not an issue. It's taken me 50 years to realize it. but you know, me talking is not an issue. Being interesting. That could be an issue. Um, I'm sitting here staring at my my uh, picture of Sam Dean and Castiel and smiling because they're they're kind of making my brain go duh. <laughs> I got to stop looking at it. It's like right in my line of of sight. Instead of looking out the window, it's in the window. Um, because I uh, I ended up in the hospital. As you all know, because, um, well, those are on the board of directors and the leadership board all got a picture of me in the hospital. Yay. Lucky them. Um, and then I had to let everybody know on Facebook that I was in the hospital. Things were going to be delayed a little bit. Uh, just kind of be patient with me. I have a heart condition called cardiomyopathy. I've had it for like 12 years. Um I used to say 10 and every year I keep saying 10 and it's not 10 because the years keep going. <laughs> so I can't keep saying 10 year after year after year after year because it's not 10 years. So it is about 12 years that I have had um cardiomyopathy and the left ventricle is damaged. And I was doing great. Um three years ago okay before covid so four years ago now three years ago now anyway when i was working at the basket at the the gift shop the gift basket shop um i was having this really weird funky feeling and uh dave's like let me see your face take your your heart rate and see what's going on he says i think this is what's happening you need to go to the hospital So my boss walked in and she took one look at me and she's like, ooh, I'm taking you to the hospital. You don't look well. (laughs) So she drove me up to the hospital and I was having runs of PVCs. And let me Google that for you so I can tell you what it is. I know what it is. They're pulmonary ventricular contractions. PVC. Now, when you Google PVC, you have to actually put PVC heart, or it gives you the pipe. So, oh, sorry, premature ventricular contractions, or extra heartbeats that begin in one of the heart's two lower pumping chambers. These extra beats disrupt the regular heart rhythm, sometimes causing a sensation of fluttering or a skipped beat in the chest. It, the way I describe it, is it feels like a bunch of butterflies fluttering in my chest, and I can feel them at the base of my throat. And the upper part of my chest and and that's kind of how i describe it that's how it feels to me like this breathy fluttery in it's really weird anyway so it's been controlled so far by medication um they ran a bunch of tests on me they found out that i didn't need uh, this was the last time when i had it the first thing like when i was first diagnosed with it um i didn't need any electronic devices to keep my heart pumping or beating, or anything like that, Um, well, then I got COVID, and ever since I got COVID, I've been having more and more of these episodes, I've been noticing, and um, the other night, well, last week, um, I was having an episode, it was Wednesday night, I was having an episode, and. it just, it wasn't going away and it started at about four o'clock in the afternoon and it was constant and it wasn't like it was dissipating, like slowing down and then coming back and then slowing down and then coming back. It was constant high level. And um, at one point in time, my heart rate actually dipped down to like 49 beats per minute. And like, Oh, so I drove myself to the hospital, which is about 40 minutes away. And when I got there, my, um, I had to obviously sit in the emergency room waiting room because the way they do it is you go in, you take a number, like you're at the deli counter waiting for your pastrami and they call your number and you go up and I, I get up there and I look at her and she's like, and what's your problem? And I'm like, I'm having runs of PVCs. And she's like, well, everybody has those. So I'm like, well, mine have been going on for about five hours now. And I have cardiomyopathy. They're not stopping. Everything that I have tried that usually stops them isn't working. That's why I'm here. So she hooks me up to the blood pressure cuff. She puts the thing on my finger. And she looks at it. And she looks at me. And she goes, you drove yourself? And I yes, I did. And she says, okay, well, here's your your health card back. Here's your paperwork. They're going to call you. Just don't go far. They're going to call you right away. Um, And you'll you'll be the next triage nurse. The the first triage nurse, I'm sorry, she was a bitch. I mean, she may have had a bad night. And I was looking at some of the people in the emergency room that didn't need to be there. One girl was actually there because she was out of her um, diazepam. And she's supposed to have it, and she needed to have it. And as somebody that was on the razepam, I understand that desperation when you're out. But you don't come to the ER at 9 o'clock at night to get your diazepam. You would have known earlier in the day you were going to be out. So you call your doctor and you say, hey, dude, I got a problem. And then your doctor will call the pharmacy, and the pharmacy will fill the prescription. That's how it works. Anyway, um, so I no sooner get my butt back in my chair and it takes a lot for me to walk because I'm out of like, my heart's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I'm getting tired very easily. So I get back to my chair, they call me up, I go up and she says, okay, you know, you're going to go and, um you're going to see the doctor shortly. And I'm like, okay, so where do I go? She said, well, you follow the black feet. Okay, perfect. I'm following the black feet. And I said, you know, who do I tell that I'm having chest pain to because the first triage nurse never even asked me. She didn't ask me if I was short of breath. She didn't ask me if I was having any chest pain, nothing. So she looked the second triage nurse looks at me. She's like, you're having chest pain. I'm like, yeah, it feels like there's an elephant sitting on my chest. I'm having a hard time catching my breath. She's like, Tell them when you get in there. You're going into the internal waiting room. As soon as you get in there, tell them. Okay, so I walk my way over there. By the time I I get halfway there, a nurse joins me. And she walks, she's walking with me. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, you're walking too fast. I can't keep up. I'm trying to catch my, hang on. I'm trying to catch my breath. So we get in there and... um. The nurse, I'm standing, this other guy goes in before me because he was in front of me as we were walking down the hall. And the nurse that's sitting in the little room looks at me and she goes, are you with him? And I'm like, no. And I'm supposed to tell you that I'm having chest pain and I'm having a hard time breathing. Like I'm trying, having a hard time catching my breath. And she takes my paperwork and she looks at me. She says, OK, come right on in. She took me and hooked me up to the ECG machine. And like, as she's putting all the stickers on me, because you know, these machines, it takes longer to set them up than it actually does to run the test. So she's sticking all the little stickies on me. She's like, so what brings you here in? Like, why are you here? And I'm telling her. And she's like, you're sure they're PVCs? I'm like, I'm positive. I know what they feel like. I've had them before. I've had them for years. I usually can get rid of them myself. I just lie down, put my feet up, watch my favorite movie, chill out, whatever. Um... And they go away. They, they you know, sort themselves out. And she's like, and they're not sorting themselves out tonight. I'm like, no, they're not. She flips the machine on. She's like, oh, there's one. There's another one. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. And I'm like, yeah, usually they run about one every three beats. And she's like, well, no, um, it's a steady rhythm. But you're having one every other beat. There's a normal beat and then a PVC, then a normal beat, then a PVC. She says, but the good news is it's a steady rhythm. I'm like, oh, well, this is awesome. So I have a good beat and I miss a beat. And I have a good beat and I miss a beat. And it's a steady rhythm of that. Great. <laughs> so um she says, okay, you can get up and you can get dressed. And uh, she's like, you can go take your paperwork. And, and she put me back in this chair out there. And um, I'm trying to like get comfortable in this chair. And she's like, oh, no, 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 don't get comfortable. You're not going to be there long. So uh, next thing I know, another nurse comes over and she's like, Do you need a wheelchair? I'm like, No, I don't think so. So she's like, Okay, follow me. And again, I tell you, nurses walk really quickly. So she's like halfway down the hallway and she's talking to me and she turns around and I'm not there. <laughs> she comes back, she's like, I'm sorry. So she gets they get me into the room, they hook me up, and I'm watching the monitor. And I always name my heart monitors George. I don't know why. It's just, they look like a George. So she hooks me up to George right away. George is beeping and making noise and all the little boxes are lighting up. And she's like, okay, you need to just like, chill, just lay back. I'm going to get you a warm blanket. Uh, we're going to take some blood. I'm going to hook you up for an IV. I'm going to put an IV lock in your arm. Just, you know, chill out. Now I didn't get put on oxygen because my oxygen level was still really good. Yay. Cause I hate those things in my nose. So I'm watching George and it's like two hours and he's still like multifocal PVCs and PV this and all of that. They are going nuts. Um, so they come back with my blood work. My potassium is low. My magnesium is low. So they give me potassium. No, they give me magnesium. No, they give me potassium by pills. These are huge pills, by the way. And then they gave me magnesium through the IV. And after they had given me the magnesium and the potassium, then I started having periods where my heart was beating normally. Uh, And it was great. (laughs) Because I was exhausted by this point in time. Um, My chest hurt. The muscles. I know it's really weird to, I don't know if it was just like a mind over matter thing or what, but it actually physically hurt. Um, So then the doctor comes in and he's like, okay, so everything looks good. Your blood work looks good. Your heart seems to be settling down. um, But we want to keep you overnight. Oh crap. Okay. Now I have this history that whenever I finally give up and I go to the hospital, they keep me. So I made sure that I packed my computer bag. I had my laptop. I had all my charger cords. I had a book. Actually, I had three books. I had a pen, paper. Um, The only thing I forgot was toothbrush, toothpaste. I had the essentials, all my electronics. Didn't have toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to keep you overnight. I'm like, all right. So the nurse comes back in. And I'm like, am I here for the night? And she's like, yeah. I said, could I get another pillow? She's like, no problem. So she brings me another pillow. She brings me another heated blanket. I settle in for the night. I figure I'm going to be in a merge for the night. They're going to release me in the morning. She said she was going to come back in an hour and do another, um, oh, I can't remember. It's. It's an enzyme that they look for to make sure that there's no damage to your heart from what has happened. Usually they usually do it when they suspect a heart attack to rule out heart attack. Um, it's, I don't know. Starts with a T anyway. Um, she's like, I'm going to come back in an hour get more blood from you. I'm like, so I'm here for the night. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, okay. So I get myself situated and I say goodnight to Dave and I doze off my heart has settled down I'm feeling really sleepy and I doze off well she comes in at about 5:30 in the morning and she's like we have a room for you I'm like you wait what <laughs> you have a what <laughs> no no you're not moving me to a room that 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 leads to long term it's like no <laughs> it's Thursday you're not putting me in oh crap so i get all my stuff together and i'm like okay you know am i and i'm thinking i have to get up they're gonna put me in a wheelchair and they're gonna wheel me up and she's like oh no the whole bed goes you're going up in this oh all right so off we go and i'm thinking like, that you're going to take me off the heart monitor too and she's like no, no no he's coming too all right well great come on george so off we go and um They get me up to the room and my roommate's a boy is a guy, which is weird, but whatever. I, I'm, I don't have benefits. So, you know, I take what I can get. At least it was just the two of us and it wasn't a ward. Um, so I'm on the cardiovascular surgical ward, uh, floor because that was the only place they had a bed. And as soon as she the nurse comes in and she says, Okay, you're on the cardiovascular surgical floor. And I'm like, wait, what? And George starts beeping again. And she's like, no, 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 no. You're not having surgery. It's the only bed that was available. Okay, great. Gets me onto the nice comfy bed, which was a whole lot comfier than sleeping on the stretcher, let me tell you. Gets me into the bed and they get the meds into me, more potassium, more magnesium. And she does all my vitals, all of that good stuff, gets me all settled in, and I go back to sleep. And then they bring me breakfast. And that was pitiful. Cardiac, the cardiac meals in the hospital are awful. They're awful. Oh, I hate them. I absolutely hate them. Um, so they have a cardiologist come in, and he talks to me, and he wants to run a bunch of tests. He wants to do an EKG. And that came back sort of okay. Uh, My ejection fraction had actually gone down. Now, originally it was at 52%, which the cardiologist told me is pretty much normal. Um, But when they did the EKG and the ultrasound, it was down to 48%, which in 12 years is not bad seeing as I have spent most of that 12 years overweight, out of shape, and a smoker. <laughs> so, you know, I'll take it. I've gone down 4%. Okay. Um, again, I'm still well above the need for a battery-operated device to keep me motoring along. Um, he has me do a stress test, and he says if the stress test is okay, I can go home. I was determined. I was going home. My bed is far more comfortable than the, ho- than the hospital bed, and I had better food. Even though I don't have a lot of food, I definitely have better food than the hospital. So, did the stress test, and he's like, okay. Like, I quit before it got to the point where he was going to keep me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I'm out of breath. I can't. I got to stop. <laughs> so... um. Anyway, long story short, they kept me for the night and um, I'm now have to, he's upped my heart meds, which I'm having a hard time adjusting to because he pretty much, um, instead of taking, he upped it by five milligrams. So it's kind of an adjustment. Like I have to be very careful when I stand up. Uh, I get dizzy very easily. I can't, I can't even like turn quickly or turn my head quickly I get dizzy so it's it's a little bit of an adjustment um especially first waking up in the morning because my heart rate apparently drops really low when I'm sleeping freaked the nurse right out she came in at like 7 seven thirty, to do um my vitals and my heart rate was like uh, 92 over 55 and something like that it was really low and she's like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> like, no. And then my first thought was, oh, no, they're going to keep me even longer now. But she sat me up and I went pee and, and my heart rate came up and she was happy. So I don't think she told the doctor, which is good. <laughs> kind of glad. Um, because the last time it was like that, they made me, they put me in ICU and they made me sleep sitting up. I was not thrilled. Um, but, yeah, they let me go home and um they've upped my medication he does honestly think that my condition the pvc's and that was exacerbated by the covid so yeah covid sucks man like there are long lasting effects you don't it's not like a cold you don't just get it and get over it there are long lasting effects after and they suck huge I would not recommend it. If you think, oh, you know what, I'll get it, whatever, I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. But you're gonna have all of these side effects after, and they're gonna suck. They're gonna suck big time. Um, like you'll still be able to go and, and do whatever you want to do, and you'll be perfectly fine, you'll be perfectly healthy, but you may have body aches and pains that you didn't have before. You may have a pre-existing condition that is now exacerbated by. The virus that you didn't have before. So it sucks, but I'm home, I'm doing okay, and (laughs) um, I'm taking my magnesium every day, and I am taking my um, increased bisoprolol every day. I'm trying to eat better, I'm trying to slowly and gently exercise. Um, because I, I do have some added weight that I think if I lost would be a whole lot better on my heart. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. Um, so this will be the last episode here for a while at the home studio because I'm going to my sister's on Friday and I will be there for probably two months. Um, uh, my brother-in-law, they hired me to babysit. So my brother-in-law doesn't start his job until the 12th. My sister goes back to work on the 1st. She's crying about it. She does not want to go back to work. <laughs> I mean, she's basically been off work for the last four years, um, pretty much off and on. And, um, so I will be there until October which works like probably the end of October, which works out great for me. They are paying me to babysit and all of that money will be going to getting me to California in November because I'm going back to California. Like I told you guys um, on the last podcast two weeks ago that PCE is happening. If it doesn't happen, I have to get a tattoo and Dave has to pay for it. And that's not happening. I am not getting a tattoo. Not that I have anything against them. I told you that. But no, PCE is going to happen. And um, unfortunately, we were looking at doing a two-day event. But unfortunately, the day before is booked. So it still is going to be November 13th. Um, We will get the ad fixed that says November 12th. (laughs) It's not the 12th. It's the 13th. But yeah, I will be doing this babysitting for the next eight weeks. And, um, I will be saving all my pennies so that I can, A, put snow tires on my car and B, drive back to California in November for PCE. I'm really excited about it too. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have a vending table this year. I don't know. I would like to actually experience, I, I've experienced the expo, In bits and pieces. I'm usually behind the scenes, helping, running here, running there. I do the cosplay contest every year and I'm throwing that out there that I do the cosplay contest. That's my job. I have the mouth. I have the voice. I don't need a microphone. They can hear me. Um, But I would like to, you know, get autographs this year. I want to get I want to get Dominic Pace's autograph. I want to get some pictures done with the 501st. So I'm really excited about PCE this year. This will be our third one. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. It's going to be very intimate, very back to our roots, where we started and what we want PCE to be. So November 13th, be there. Or as Walter would say, be octagonal. (laughs) Anyway, I'm, I'm, so yeah, next week I will be, uh, podcasting from the home office at my sister's. She has an office. I will be podcasting from there. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Um, as you can probably hear, I'm starting to lose my voice i was um attempting i was trying something new there was something that um was suggested that was a really great idea the podcast that tim did he had posed some questions on how can authors get their books sold and peggy gerber who was the winner of last year's occ uh she had some really great ideas like reading um some of your or parts of your book on a podcast or making recordings of it and putting them out there so i was reading two of my favorite chapters out of eternally bound and their chapters 10 and 11 um they're my favorite chapters because in chapter 10 it's the first time that Belle, who is one of the main characters but she's dead inhabits she actually doesn't inhabit Gwen's body she brings Gwen into her body and takes Gwen back into the past and shows her certain pivotal points in Lance's life and in Belle's life that Gwen needs to know in the present to kind of um, deal with what's going to happen and then chapter 11 is the final um, past life regression that you get that kind of explains why Lance and Gwen have had these past lives since pretty much the beginning of time um, and how closely bonded they are and why they are eternally bound. So those are two of my favorite chapters. Those are our pivotal chapters. And writing the one where you've got two forms of intelligent aware consciousness in one body and they're talking to each other they're communicating and you know one is there witnessing what the other conscious form of consciousness is doing it was really interesting to try and get into those two head spaces and write the that particular scene um, and make it so that you understood what was going on, and who was in control, who was writing, who was who was doing what, and who was observing. And bouncing from Gwen and her thought patterns into Belle and her thought patterns um, was challenging, but that's why chapter 10 is one of my favorite chapters. It's not the first time, it is the first time in the story that that situation happens but it's not the first time that it happens it happens again and again a few more times after that but it's the first time so you're not only um getting the lessons that bell is trying to teach gwen and show her the things that she needs to see that happened in the past you're also getting all of gwen's holy crap reactions and all of this because up until this happened she didn't believe in magic she didn't believe in ghosts she didn't know any of that stuff was real or existed around her i mean there's it's been happening around her the entire book but she had no idea that any of this was going on or that there was a reason why she felt this pull towards lance so um yeah, so I was reading to those two chapters and recording them to see how long it would take me, what it would sound like, where I needed to cut, what I could leave out, what I couldn't leave out. So, yeah, um, that's why I have no voice now. And it was fun. It was really fun getting into the characters and um, doing the different voices, like, Lance and, and Abby, his wife, are actually having a meal at one point. And Abby is, I wrote her, I took every negative aspect of myself, every bitchy moment, every snappy, uncalled for, ignorant ugh, moment and put them in Abby. Every person that I had come across that you know lost their temper over something stupid and blamed the world and everything around i put that all into abby she is the character you love to hate and it was fun reading chapter 10 because there are scenes with mrs elderson and tristan and thomas there are scenes with Lance and Abby, there are scenes with Gwen and Lance, there are scenes with Gwen and Belle, um, all in one chapter. So, getting to pop into those different voices was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you get to hear your story and your words out loud, and it, it kind of gives you a different perspective on how you wrote the story and how the story reads, as to opposed to how the story reads. Um, And if I do say so myself, I think my story not only reads well as a written piece, but reads well as an auditory piece. (laughs) So, you know, but I'm biased. Um, So, yeah, that's why I'm I'm going to... I mean, it's already been an hour and ten minutes, so I'm going to wrap this up, and um, I will talk to you guys all next week from my sisters i will have whole new stories for you Uh, i might even do a podcast poolside because we'll be closing the pool up probably next month um and i'm going to get in as much swimming as i possibly can and i i'm going to be a mess i will be there for the first day of school for my nephew he's going to in-person school And my sister will take him to school in the mornings and I will pick him up from school. So, yeah, it's going to be sad. So um, just to recap our housekeeping, uh, no more new wave. Dark Myth Comics is taking over all of our comics. They will all be done under Dark Myth and under the guided hand of Henry. And um, Randy can... Go suck cheese. Um, We wish the managing editor of New Wave all the best in his new endeavors and all of the artists that have gone their separate ways. We wish them all the best as well. And uh, the announcement for the winner of the OCC will be coming soon. And don't forget, PCE is going to be November 13th. So you guys need to put that in your calendars, your day planners, your phones. Tattoo it on your forehead. I don't care. Just remember it and be there. Alright, everybody. I'm going to call it a night. I will talk to you all next. Blah, 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 talk to you all next week. Hopefully, I don't lose any of this podcast once I stop it. We've done pretty well so far. And remember, wash your hands. Do what you're supposed to be doing. And don't lick shit. Alright, everybody. See ya. On our you son, there'll be peace when you are gone. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry? Don't you cry.